Chris Gowser here with Matt Howell. And this week on The First Run, we unretire the Coke spoons and party like it's 1984 with the latest That's a Thing movie, Cocaine Bear. Then we keep all the animal... Oh, shit. <laughs> then we keep... Ah, oh, you're starting off all- so well, too. <laughs> yeah. Then we keep the all-animal episode going with the donkey film, a phrase I never thought I would say, EO. We give you the lowdown on the physical media, straight-to-DVD and streaming picks of the week. Then we just keep the fuzzy friend love going with our top five movie animals. Make a donation to the ASPCA and get ready for a bit of Cocaine Bear. I've always wanted to see a bear in real life. First on in Iceland, and now this. We have such good luck in nature. Huh? What'd you see? Hmm? It's demented or something. What? <laughs> Can I get the camera? Yeah. Give me the camera. Demented? I, I, I think we should leave it. It's it's something wrong with it. Come on. Come on. Ah! Come on. So cute. Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of, Christopher. I'm not afraid. Exo. <laughs> oh, sweetie, no. Of course not. Well, yeah, so I think it's funny that they name dropped me in there. I... I... <laughs> Man, I was playing a softball game a while back, and one of the guys, I was coaching third, and he had a line drive like right at me, and I did not move an inch. And that's how I know if something happens, I'm doomed. Like I, my flight, <laughs> my fight or flight is clearly freeze. That yeah, that's uh, that's a bad thing to have out in nature. Yeah. So Matt, cocaine bear is here. What is it all about? Um, Not that you really well, need to just <laughs> say much yeah, more, I was about right? To say, I mean, that really says everything you need to know. Um, it's 1984. A plane carrying uh, kilos and kilos of drugs um, crashes in, uh, uh, I believe it's Georgia, and um, a black bear finds a brick of cocaine, downs it, and goes on a rampage while people try and track down where the cocaine went. Why is this bear killing a bunch of people? And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's one of the great uh, dramedies of our time. So let me ask you, Matt, you are considered around here the gatekeeper of horror comedy because mm-hmm. you are very tough on these films. And right. does Cocaine Bear get your blessing? Hmm, that is a great question. Um, I wouldn't barely even consider this horror. Um, even with all that so gore? I, you wouldn't, not, yeah, not that gore means horror, let's be clear. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't have any suspense, right? I mean, it wasn't scary. It was all just kind of, uh, I viewed it more as like uh, taking Three Stooges slapstick to its, you know, more realistic conclusion with lots of, you know, blood and death and everything else. But it didn't seem like it was meant to scare me at all. Well, I don't, I think the, what, 30 odd seconds where they actually try and make it like the bears stalking people, I think Mm -hmm. combined, is um, relatively effective. Okay. So I... Okay, well, let me look it up. I'm going to see, what does Wikipedia consider cocaine bear? Oh, well, that's, that is the... Do they have a genre listing for it? <laughs> they don't. All right, so what about the uh, IMDBs, Matt? Let's go to IMDB, and they are the final arbiter. <clears throat> I like that I'm putting this in my work browser. Cocaine mm-hmm. bear. <laughs> and uh, I probably just look it up on my phone to be a little cleaner. Watch the black site on top of that. Comedy slash thriller. Yeah, thriller. Not horrified. I was thrilled. Matt is the gatekeeper of comedy thrillers. <laughs> Does this get your blessing then? 
uh, it's not the worst one I've ever seen, but I don't know what I expected. I was hoping to have like just a, a whole sense of mad. I'm really enjoying this, but I, I, I was like, it's aight. It's got its p- moments, but I got it. It's it's aight. I guess I uh, listen. I thought it was a gore drenched good time. I think you have to appreciate a, a solid genre picture when you get one. And I mm-hmm. think that everybody here is totally on board, which is key to this kind of stuff working. And it's kind of this kind of stuff is the lifeblood of Hollywood, Matt. You know, when it's done right, there is a kind of magic. Get mm-hmm. it? Kind of like Queen Highlander kind of genre film. Sure. Good. Okay. Sure. Good. Sure. And I also enjoyed that Elizabeth Banks or Jimmy Warden, whoever it was, because this is based on a true story. Well, using that term very loosely, there there were a bunch of drugs that a bear found and got high and they eventually had to kill it. Right. That's basically it. Mm -hmm. But I think setting the film in the original time frame in the 80s was a smart move, because not only do we get some great 80s tunes to play around with, we get a nice synth kind of heavy score, which I appreciated. And I think Banks does a good job with this film. I think it is cringe-inducing quite often, which I enjoyed. I think that it's just ridiculous enough, and the bear attacks are unsettlingly brutal at times, which is great. I mean, let's be straight. It's confectionery sugar all around, but it's still, I think, an enjoyable experience. I think it's it basically delivers exactly what it title its title represents, and you can't. I, I can't find anything really to complain about at all. I think the script is pretty smart. Everybody's pretty fun in it, clever. The kids get some really good lines, and it's just so it's just over the top fun movie going ex- escapist experience. And I, I enjoyed the cocaine bears. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was. Uh... You know, a victim of my many mercurial moods. I, I don't know. I just, um, I, I wanted to really, I either thought this was going to go one of two ways. I was absolutely going to hate it, or it was going to be something that was like a little cult gem in the making kind of thing. And it was just so middle of the road for me. It just didn't, just didn't do anything for me. Really? really nothing. You got no, uh, you just kind of walked that blah. Yeah, pretty much, unfortunately. Um, there are some really, interesting scenes in it i think this is is this ray liotta's last performance um, i think cinematically he may have done a tv show as well like mm, an apple series okay. or something that's yet to come out or is coming out now i don't know gotcha um you know i uh i think it's fine maybe i'll have to revisit it at some point but i i i can't say that i'm really stoked as the kids are currently saying <laughs> These days. I, I think it's got a very good cast. I love some Carrie Russell, and we get Carrie mm-hmm. Russell and um, what Reese Matthew Reese, whatever it is, the Perry Mason guy from Americans. Mm-hmm. They both show up mm-hmm. in this, which is fun though they never interact. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., which I'm usually a little middling on. I think he's fine mm-hmm. in this. Um, Han Solo shows up, Alden and Rick, yeah. right? Uh, so, which yeah. I think, as the uh, tortured uh, son of our. Uh, antagonist i think is a, a nice little twist there a nice little turn by him brooklyn prince we haven't seen in a while she's at florida project isaiah whitlock though he doesn't give us his uh his trademark phrase there i think i even have it as a soundboard map but i can't find it fast enough to play it for anybody so i do apologize for you <laughs> but uh he's you know I, I think it's just and then margo martindale and a, a fun little uh, comedic turn for her is there and as you said ray liotta shows up uh mm. i I really don't think I have much to complain about. 
I was cringing through the bear attacks because they are sufficiently brutal. I laughed a few. I laughed quite a few times watching this thing. I got nothing to complain about that. I'm giving Cocaine Bear a B. It's uh, a fun little genre exercise. If you like this kind of stuff, you're going to enjoy the bear. I'm telling you. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a C plus. I thought it was just okay. I don't get you, man. I feel like some of this stuff would be right up your alley. and uh, But no. Maybe I'm just, just ground down on the millstone of average movies maybe who knows can't find the yeah the magic and the diamonds in the rough even if they're uh like yeah they only they only happen to they have to be like finding the hope diamond in the rough like just <laughs> finding a regular old like uh you know carrot nice carrot diamond thing yeah not yeah. worth your time <laughs> well, that's i was doing the the math in my head i was thinking you know chris we see hundreds of movies a year hundreds of movies a year that means, and you got to figure on average, like 70% of them are like blah. Yeah. Sad. We do it for you folks. Oh yeah. I think if you were to do, if we did like a flow chart everything, I think the C in the, uh, would yeah. be the biggest hump. Absolutely. It would be, uh, you would think most so. films yeah. I think are average at best. Yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's true. We will continue on with the uh, animal affection a little <laughs> later in the show, Matt. But let's spend a, spend a few minutes and talk about what's coming up on physical media. This up comes in me. I'm having trouble, Matt. I'm still getting over my head cold. Mm-hmm. And I won't share with you the details of what's happening in my head right now. It's just Please it's don't. uncomfortable. And it's making me kind of trip over my words. So uh, physical media. David, I don't want to beat around the bush. I came to tell you that you're going to stop seeing Nicole. Now, either you're as smart as you think you are and you'll just go away, or else you're going to make things a lot harder on yourself than they have to be. You know, Steve? You're really not a f- What? No, I'm serious. You seem like a pretty solid guy. You should lighten up on yourself. We're not talking about me. We're talking... Yes, we are. So that's what this whole thing's about, Steve. Your inadequacies, your fears. You just wait a minute. Well, listen to me. Some hip to your problems. All of them. I know you abandoned Nicole when she needed you most. Because I licked her sweet tears. I know about things coming apart at work. Maybe you fucking lost it in that department. I also know you ain't keeping up, so to speak, your end of the bargain with the missus. Because if you were, she wouldn't be all over my stick. But relax, Steve. We're friends. <laughs> we're practically family. Wahlberg at his creepiest best, I think, Matt, in the, uh, is it the early aughts, late 90s thriller, Fear, with uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Reese Witherspoon, William Peterson. Yeah, the thing that put him on the map as an actor. I don't think I've ever actually seen Fear all the way through. It's pretty good. Yeah, Again, as a genre film, it's actually pretty good. I know Boogie Nights is where he really blew up, but um, still, yeah, Fear is being released on physical media, along with The Fan, that's his De Niro Wesley Snipes one, I believe. And then uh, Problem Child, they're getting a retro VHS collection uh, slipcase and Blu-ray covers. Uh, also coming up, um, oh, like, sorry, Matt, I'm, jeez, like, listen to me. Again. I, you know what the problem <laughs> is? I'm not, I, I'm still getting into it, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. So everybody else, uh, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> number five. <laughs> so that was number five. <laughs> You still haven't taken out the the. Troubles? I was too focused on getting a couple of your new ones inserted, so oh, okay, I hope gotcha. you don't mind that. I don't. And then next four. I don't think four is ever going to go away. Uh, My secret admirer, 
from Akina Lorber is being released on Blu-ray as well, the brand new 2K restoration. This is a C. Thomas Howell, Lori Laughlin, Kelly Preston movie about an anonymous note sets off a romantic chain mail reaction. Also feels features a new audio commentary by the director, writers, and producers, and more. After that, get three coffins ready. Uh, huh? <laughs> we'll probably trim that down to three at some point. Maybe not. I think that's fun. But uh, Arrow is releasing The House That Screamed. And if you buy it from Arrow, you get an exclusive cover. Miss Forneau owns and runs a school mat for wayward girls in France. Her absolute discipline is foster a social order among the girls with rampant sex, lesbianism, and torture is the norm. Miss Forneau also has an adolescent son she tries to keep isolated from the young woman unless he be tainted by sexual relations. She explains he must wait for a girl just like his mother. So that sounds horrible. 2K restoration on that one. This is one of those kind of Spanish schlocky kind of horror films from back in the day. Um, what, what else you got in here, Matt? Uh, brand new audio commentary. Previously unreleased interview with actor John Mulder Brown. Archival interviews, new interviews, uh, alternate footage from the original Spanish theatrical trailer and more. Next up. You bring a horse for me? Well, looks like we're... <laughs> looks like we're shy of one horse. <laughs> you brought two too many. So I will be editing that one down, I think, Matt. It's a little too that, long. Too, that's too long, yes. But uh, it's also going weird, to sound weird when it's just too... Either way. <laughs> Criterion is releasing in 4K Mildred Pierce. It's about a woman who turns herself into a business tycoon to win her selfish daughter a place in society. Previously restored in 4K. Includes a conversation with critics Molly Haskell, Robert Polito. Excerpts from a 1970 episode of The David Frost Show featuring an interview with the uh, lead actress Joan Crawford. A Q&A with actor Ann Boyth from 2006 and more. And then uh, finally, Matt. There can be only one. And we'll be doing this next week as part of our second film, uh, Women Talking, uh, written and directed by Sarah Polly, up for a couple of Academy Awards, featuring Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Judith Ivey, Frances McDormand, and Ben Winshaw, about a group of struggling women in an isolated Mennonite religious colony in Bolivia as they struggle to reconcile their faith with a string of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. Matt, you are uh, streaming, excuse me, no, not quite yet, 4K releases. Air Force One is getting a steelbook. Mm-hmm. Mask of Zorro uh, with Banderas is being released in 4K. And then Rocky Two is getting its individual release. It was out last week as part of the big box set. Your straight-to-DVD pick of the week is going to be Little Dixie. Frank Grillo and Eric Dane star in this action-packed revenge thriller. When a deal goes wrong, Matt, between a corrupt governor and a ruthless drug lord... Ex-Special Forces operative Doc, that's uh, Grillo, is caught in the crosshairs. Now this family in danger, Doc must take down the cartel and do whatever it takes to protect the one good thing in his life. His young daughter, Little Dixie. Matt, what should we be streaming this week? Um, I'm going to suggest a new TV show that is back, a cult classic that I'm really excited has a third season. Uh, Party Down, about uh, a bunch of uh aspiring writers and actors that have a catering company and they're kind of ins and outs in the parties of hollywood it is a hilarious show i'm really upset uh was really upset i should say when it was canceled after the first two seasons but they brought it back for a third go round. um it's available on stars the first episode is out now i have not seen it i've been wanting to catch up with it with a while so you should watch with it. a while really or for funny. a while 
Sure, for a while. Yeah. You see, today, too, they dropped a trailer, a, a quick little teaser trailer for a new Arnold Schwarzenegger TV show, show on Netflix. No, I did not see that. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. We'll have to see if that's going to be any good. So, <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, Matt, let's keep rolling in on the show. Okay, okay. Listen, this is going to be possibly one of the shortest episodes we've ever done. We're about 18 minutes in. It'll be slower than that. Small, slower. What the hell is wrong with me? Smaller than that when uh, we edit it down. And now we're going to talk about the uh, Polish submission for Best International Feature, EO. And I have a few things uh, to say about EO. Ho mangiato chili e chili di carne. Centinaia. Anzi, una volta ho mangiato anche il salame. Quello vero. Carne d'asino. Vuoi sapere di che sa? Sì. So, Matt, that is a clip from EO. I believe that's Italian, even though it's a Polish film. And if you do understand what that clip is, it basically spoils the film for you, really. Um, And this is a movie about a donkey who is a member of a circus. And the circus gets shut down. I guess it gets uh, bankrupt. It runs into bankruptcy, and EO gets sent to a... uh, Kind of like a what a farm retreat center with uh, disadvantaged mm-hmm. kids who uh, can kind of go on donkey rides and pet the donkeys and stuff like that. But his former owner, who is part of the circus, comes to visit him at this um, facility at this farm, and he misses her so much that he, after she leaves, he breaks the fence and tries to chase after her. And then the rest of the film is him encountering different people, different animals, different things as he ultimately meets his fate. And it's a remake of the 1966 Robert Bresson film, which considered a classic film, which I have not seen, I confess. It won the, gen- the Grand Jury Prize at Cannes this year. And Matt, I will just say simply say, fuck me. This film, uh, when, the- when this movie ended, I was entirely deflated. I was angry. I was emotionally shattered. And I feel like my... I think I, I agree with the main thesis of this film to, the- to my mm-hmm. core. To my heart, okay. in, in the very depths of my soul, that animals experience empathy, that they experience pain and grief and happiness. And I think it's one of the main reasons why I've been vegan for years now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I think what the di- writer-director Jerzy Skolomowski does here is he does a fantastic job relaying this. The whole, most of the film is basically through the perspective of EO and everything he, mm-hmm. he encounters. And just all the hardships and the evil and banality and all this stuff that they encounter was when he meets people. And when the film ended, I was, I'm actually getting emotionally about it right now. I was livid, even though it's a fictional tale. And I had to keep reminding myself of that because the problem with that, Matt, is this may be a fictional tale, but this is what happens. And it just, it bothers me. It really bothers me. So what were your thoughts on EO? Well, I take a minute to emotionally recover from this <laughs> film that just, 
I st- I, I want to cry now. Even just you know, it didn't help me that I went to go see Sarah McLaughlin last night in concert too. That did not help. Oh boy, did she did she put up for some uh, ASPCA donations or whatever it is she shows? No, no, no. But she did sing uh, <laughs> uh, the big song there, Angel, with the uh, yeah the aminals. So go ahead. Of course. Um. So this is so this is a you did you you mentioned this was um inspired by a film by Brisson yeah. And I've never seen that. Yep. So I can't say what, how that relates. Um, so my question really is, is this a film where you take it literally? Where it's about a donkey traveling through Poland and encountering the best and the worst of, of humanity? Or is it a metaphor? And I think the way you approach this thing really depends on how well you take it, or I guess if you take it literally or metaphorically, right? I think if you take it literally, it is a story that is kind of meandering at times. It has some heartbreaking moments. It has some parts that are uplifting at the same time um but it is ultimately a kind of a almost plotless wandering of a few of this animal if you take it literally if you take it as a metaphor with the whole idea of you know the donkey being one of the most stubborn animals that there is and you know this fact that it's in the best place it could be, yet it still tries to go out and find something different or chase after something that it shouldn't have. And it kind of leads to its own kind of inevitable conclusion. I think it's a more interesting film if you take it as that. I think, and I'm choosing to look at it more as a metaphor than as a literal story of a donkey and what we do to animals kind of thing. Well, I'm juggling both at the same time. I agree with you entirely. Mm -hmm. I think it is very deeply metaphorical for a lot of different things. You're right. There are some bizarre tangents that this film takes. But again, I think that's an opportunity where they're examining different parts or different aspects of just life in general. Though there's a weird potential incest track, too, that I'm uh, a little shaky. And I'm going to go with assume that she's his stepmother and not his actual mother. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Either way. Yes, some of them are funny, some of them are cruel, some of them are sad, some are just plain weird. But I think it works for me, Matt, on both levels. And I just think my hyper-emotional reaction to it is just the um, care I have for uh, animals as well. Like I said, the whole thing, it's... I go back to one of the things that just infuriates me the most is... is, And this is going to sound weird coming from me, if you know me at all personally. Is when the Bible mentions that we have domain over the animals and the world and all that stuff. And that has been woefully misinterpreted. It's not that we can do what we want with them. We are responsible for their care. That's what that's mm-hmm. about. And okay. it's just, I yeah, I don't know, Matt. It, it, it's I think it it's a beautiful, sad examination on. I think a lot of uh, like you said in some ways, what you're saying, just life in general and and the human condition reflected in mm-hmm. this donkey and the way again the way that Solomowski shoots this thing too from EO's perspective. It's just, I think at times it makes it that much more haunting for me because he puts us behind his eyes. We are, you know, we are him at times. And I hope it sparks some conversations, just like Okja, 
you know, I think um, it supposedly has influenced some people to go vegan in their lives. I don't know how many people will see this as well, um, but it is it was very moving and very powerful for me. And I still have not I have not stopped thinking about it since I watched it. It really had a deep emotional resonance with me, not only because of that, because of the recent loss I've experienced in my life um, and how valuable and how, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, not tentative, but just how transient everything is, you know? And it mm-hmm. just, just, I don't know. It just really, maybe I'm just at the wrong emotional point in my life to watch this as well. <laughs> I don't know. But it is it is a heartbreaking and infuriating film for me, man. I gave it an A and an F, but I think it's because the emotional, the emotions it, you know, it, it triggered in me, what it brought up in me. And I don't consider it de- overly uh, manipulative. I didn't feel cheaply manipulative uh, that the mm-hmm. film was at all. I think there's a real emotional core in this that is honest and uh, requires our attention and our ability to kind of think through and feel through some truths that we just ignore in life in general. Not only just how we treat animals, but how we treat each other as people as well. And how easily we're able to just, I see this all the time, like to my family, when you get into political arguments with people, it's like most people are just trying to get through the goddamn day, get their kid Mm -hmm. on the bus, get their lunch packed, get their work done, come home, do the laundry, whatever the case may be, and then start the next day. Right. And I appreciate that. But we owe each other as a society so much more. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those films that kind of stirred that up in me again, Matt. So in the end, I'm going to give uh, EO and A. And I'm going to let you talk again before I start crying again. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough because I didn't have the emotional impact or it didn't have the emotional resonance for me that it did for Chris. I think there are parts of this. There are scenes that are both, like I said, both tragic and sad and uplifting at the same time or or different scenes that are uplifting. But overall, I don't know if it's ever anything I'm going to revisit. And I don't know. I don't even know who I would recommend this to. Right. Um, I struggle with where, yeah, right. I texted Matt too. Whatever you do, do not watch (laughs) this with First Run Junior. I'm, you know, it's not a kid. There's a cute donkey on the poster. It's not a a, a kid's movie in any capacity. (laughs) Yeah, that poster is some false advertising. It looks like it's gonna be like some like you know, uh, fun romp like Babe or some shit. And it's no, no, not all. Um, Yeah, I. I think taken on, yeah, I, mm, I think I'm going to give it, I want to, I want to give it a C plus, but I feel like it's like an A minus movie, but I feel like it's a C plus for me kind of thing. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. Well, I'm never going to watch it again either. Absolutely. I can't go Mm. through that kind of emotional experience again. I can't, at least not. I, it's in, in, in like, if, I re- it's more like I respect the craft of it, but I just don't, I just didn't connect with it as much. Oh, fuck you! Fuck the lot of you! Fuck you all! I know, I know. <laughs> just, that bothers me. You know what? You know what you need? You need? This is what you get. Yeah! Jack! 
you're just waiting. Come on! Just... Come on, little baby! That's right, I did the full version as well. I have the edit. Uh, I have the edit. Yeah, yeah. Man, I really just cannot get over that scene in that movie. <laughs> in that film. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it... Yeah, I'll give it an A minus. No, 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 no. I don't want to pressure you with, you know, with with the threats of Jamesy for the next five years. I, I <laughs> well, you're already going to do that anyway. That's I mean, fair. that's <laughs> but <laughs> now, really, if you didn't connect with, you didn't connect with it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to have to just go with a C plus. I think that's that's where I'm gonna, that's where I'm at. If I'm being honest. Well, we've always said kind of Matt's a little dead inside, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's true. I mean, that's what I feel for you right now. I know. Well, see, I'm dead. I'm not dead inside. I feel like you're dead inside. What? On certain on certain things. Oh yeah, like if this was a movie about a, like a, a toddler, I probably would have been fine with it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> Upsetting. Such a misanthrope. <laughs> so yeah. God damn it, yeah. I, I'm serious, Matt. All weekend when I thought about it, I got upset again, and then it's just. I don't know. It's weird because, like, you know, uh, I live... I mean, you live in a, a state that has a lot more farmland, especially, like, in the center and stuff. I mean, I yeah. know Florida is the second biggest uh, uh, cattle-producing region in the U.S., but, like, I'm in Connecticut. They're, like, there's not really anything like that here. So, like, you don't see... It's just wild to me watching this this donkey walk around Poland and people just, like, pick it up and, like, walk walk away with it. It's like... That's different culture. Like that's it's Poland. I guess they're like, oh, I'm Polish. You, just, I get you see it. a donkey. You see, you see a donkey on the road, and you got to pick it up. Is that like an old Polish proverb? Yeah, yeah or absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's how my, my family raised me. <laughs> so if you had a chance to see EO, which is currently streaming on the Criterion Channel, uh, you can rent it, I believe, other places as well. Um, shoot us an email to feedback at thefirstrun dot com. Do not watch it with the kids. It is hyper violent at times. And deeply de- distressing and depressing. So, yeah. So there's a recommendation. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on, Matt. I just want to. I don't want to talk about this. Well, the good thing about this now, I don't have to. I can try not to think about this movie ever again now once it's over. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's talk about our five favorite uh, movie uh, animals. Let's do that for a change. Here's a long one, folks. But this always cheers me up. I guess it's a weird thing to say about me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is he all right? Sure. Sure, he's okay, Auntie Cat. Poor old cat. Poor slob. Poor slob without a name. The way I look at it, I don't have the right to give him one. We don't belong to each other. We just took up by the river one day. I don't even want to own anything until I can find a place where me and things go together. I'm not sure where that is, but I know what it's like. It's like Tiffany's. Tiffany's? You mean the jewelry store? That's right. I'm crazy about Tiffany's. Listen. You know those days when you get the mean reds? The mean reds? You mean like the blues? No. The blues are because you're getting fat or maybe it's been raining too long. You're just sad, that's all. The mean reds are horrible. Suddenly you're afraid and you don't know what you're afraid of. Do you ever get that feeling? Sure. But when I get it, the only thing that does any good is to jump into a cab and go to Tiffany's. Calms me down right away. 
the quietness and the proud look of it, nothing very bad could happen to you there. If I could find a real life place that made me feel like Tiffany's, then... Then I'd buy some furniture and give the cat a name. That's it. There's a clip from Sabrina. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that is uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Audrey Hepburn, George Papard, and Cat. Cat without a name. <laughs> I love that film outside of the whole, you know. Mickey Rooney There's thing. that. There's, it makes it a little <laughs> difficult. So, Matt, I'll start us off. I'll give you our, the ultimate number one. My number five uh, is a Disney film, actually, from 2019. I watched this with uh, Mrs. First Run uh, back with that, on the Disney Pluses. I think it's still there now. And mm. it's Toga. It's uh, um, Willem Dafoe stars in this where uh, he's uh, a, a um, what do you call it? The guy he runs the uh, in Alaska. He's the uh, dog sled guy. Yeah. And yeah, Togo's it's, it's... born and Togo's he's a little small, <clears throat> so he's probably not going to make the cut. Right. But then he gives Togo a chance and uh, he's got heart, Matt. He's a he's a husky with heart. So he gets mm. to uh, lead the pack. He, he's he's a leader. And then there's uh, an outbreak of diphtheria. This is all in the um, early mid twenties and nineteen uh, twenties. I should clarify. And uh, Togo uh, and the, the weather's so bad that they can't get the medication in. So it's up to Defoe and Togo to traverse the uh, countryside to get the medication to everybody in time. And it's it's got adventure. It's got cute dogs. It's a lot of fun. And I love me some Togo. So Togo's my five. All right. Um, so my number five, this is a kid's film. This is really kind of after my time as a kid, but I did remember watching it when I had a first run junior. Um, it's Shiloh. Um, it's a story about a cute, tiny little beagle. And at the time we had a cute, tiny little beagle while we were, uh, we had it. So of course, everywhere we went with that dog was, was, uh, Hey, look, mommy, it's Shiloh. Um, so there you go. Yay, Shiloh. My number four, then, is a movie I mentioned before, and it's The Super Pig from Okja. Mm. There is a, uh, a um, is it a, uh, it's not a weather, climate crisis, and they develop these super pigs, these large, what are they, like 500 pounds, I mean, they're gigantic mm. pigs, and whoever has the best pig at the end will win the Golden Pig Award. What really happening is that they're, culture, they're cultivating these things to be slaughtered to buy food for people. And um, when Okja is put on the truck to go to the slaughterhouse, he's uh, freed by the Animal Liberation Front. And the family of Okja wants to help him as well. And they kind of go on adventures, try and rescue Okja and then put a stop to all the stuff. And it's a wonderful, heartwarming and at times scary film. Um, It's if you're going to watch it with kids, make sure that I think they're a little older. But um, what they're able to do with Okja and express emotions (laughs) with this animated um pig is just it's wonderful it's a little it's a, it's a little dare i say magical so oak just might have four all right all right so my number four is a pair of cats um we're talking about the beginning parts of them but winston churchill and pet cemetery a is the coolest Ooh. name for a cat ever i've always wanted to call a, a cat named winston churchill and you can call it church is fantastic and the original adaption they switch it out to a British shorthair, which is my second favorite cat. And then for the new adaption, they go back to the book and it's a main coon, which I've always wanted. They're super cool, chill cats. Um, but they're like $2,000. So that's not happening, but they're, but yeah, they're both, I think, uh, 
cool examples of cats, and I, I really would like to have an unzombified version of Winston Churchill. Nice. You know, one and two. it's funny, I don't really care for cats, and if oh, uh, if uh, EO was about a cat, I would have been fine. <laughs> I don't understand your hate for cats, No, I'm just man. kidding, I'm kidding. I like cats, I'm just allergic. <laughs> uh, my number three, what's weird is, all of my honorable mentions are my childhood favorite animals from mm-hmm. movies, and all of my mm-hmm. listed animals are recent. Like, my number three is Brandy. Mm. who is Cliff Booth's dog in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Um, which is just adorable pup and is expertly trained, let me tell you, uh, and goes after the junk of um, one of uh, Charlie Manson's, uh, I can't, I'm forgetting, Tex, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, adorable. And uh, yeah, so uh, Brandy's my number three. All right. My number three then is the uh, Hooch from Turner and Hooch. The Do, I think it's a Do de Bordeaux, I believe is what that is. Um, a buddy cop movie where Tom Hanks uh, partners up with a uh, kind of orphaned, misunderstood dog that drools a lot. And that is a cute, fun dog with a tragic ending. And it's much better than the Jim Bellucci ripoff canine with the Jim Sh- German Shepherd in it. Yeah, right? I remember when that happened. Mm. Yeah, they always see, but we don't see that so much anymore. I think it did happen recently, or I can't remember what it was, where there'll be like a, a group of movies all coming at the same time, like what, Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact and all that stuff. Yeah, Volcano, Volcano and yeah. Dante's Peak. Always, always a lot of originality. Um, so then my number two is Sari, um, played by Coco. In uh, Prey, the uh, recent uh, latest Predator film, it's a Carolina dog who they got out of a rescue. They rescued her, turned mm. her into a movie star, and wow. she is one of the most fun and entertaining and engaging things about that whole movie. Which, if you have not seen Prey, which I think is still on Hulu, and you're a Predator, even if you're a sci-fi action fan, check it out. I think it's the best of all the Predator sequels. So, mm. um, yeah, my number two is Sorry. All right. Um, my number two, then... I had to do the throwback to when I was a kid for this one. Um, it's the trio from Homeward Bound where you have a a, a bulldog, um, a wizened old uh, golden retriever, and a, I don't think it's a Siamese, but it kind of looks like a Siamese um, cat that go after their family. And I don't remember why they were left behind by the family. I don't know if that was a permanent thing, uh, if it was an accident, but they have adventures to try and get back to their, their family. And I think it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, if you're a kid of the late eighties, early nineties, you have had to have seen it at some point. There you go. Good times. My number one then Matt is the only truly sentient animal out of, on my entire list. And that Mm. of course is Caesar from the, uh, planet of the apes reboot from about uh, 10, 15 years ago. Now, um, voiced or portrayed by Andy circus. Um, I'm not sure if this is, a cheat or not i'm not sure but mm. he is an animal in a movie i guess i don't know yeah. <laughs> but on that first film when he you know he screams no right i mean that yeah. was like a jaw drop moment for me in that first film and the following two yeah. films are great the second one i think is the best the third one i have some issues with but it's still really entertaining so yeah. um i felt that caesar would be my number one yeah i struggled with that i was like what do i put in things that are not real yeah. so i left those off um so I put in my number one is as Babe. Um, I don't know if you've been around a lot of pigs, Chris, mm-hmm. um, but I used to have one as a pet. They are very smart, intelligent creatures, um, 
And even though this is a talking pig for part of it, it's, it's, you know, it's a moving kids film with some, uh, some tough stuff. I mean, uh, you know, they pass over babe and they grab the duck from the yard to, to have for dinner and kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a message film kind of mass in a, in a kid's film. And it's, it's really good. Yeah. I've never seen babe. So is that the one where it says that'll do pig? That'll do. That's the one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll have to see. you know, there, did you see the trailer? We had a red band trailer in Cocaine Bear for Strays. Have you seen that one yet? With no. A, it's uh, a bunch of stray dogs, all voiced by um, like Will Ferrell and uh, Jamie Foxx, and it's okay. very naughty, very dirty. Naughty, revolt, yes. if you will. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> all right, Matt. Honorable mentions for me. Uh, I threw him on here, even though he's animated. Puss in boots. <laughs> uh, the fox from the Fox and the Hound. Einstein from Back to the Future, very dog heavy. Uh, Baxter from mm-hmm. Anchorman, Jack from The Artist. We mentioned Cat, um, Jake in The Cat from Outer Space, mm-hmm. and then for the horror fans out there, Ticks. I hate Ticks generally, <laughs> but if you haven't seen the uh, schlocky uh, late eighties, early nineties uh, B horror film Ticks, it is well worth your time. Alfonso Ribeiro's in that, as well as. Um, um what is it mickey dolan's daughter i'm blanking on her name i say like christy either way uh oh great saturday night saturday nightmare's favorite for me back in the day when i was a kid mm. and then i believe it's irish uh black sheep about the mm. uh genetically uh modif- modified sheep who go on a uh, bloodthirsty rampage <laughs> what about you yeah, Baxter's a really good one. Uh, I think the only one I'd throw in there is the granddaddy, Jaws. I mean, oh, right. you know, obviously, uh, sharks are not exactly cute and cuddly, but, uh, you know, it is it is the the kind of pet, ultimate uh, animal movie that's out there. Right. And then, of course, they get Al- the alligator from the alligator movie with uh, Robert Forrester mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. So yeah. there you go, folks. What's your favorite movie animal? If I had to rank just animals by species, I think dog would be one. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. uh, animal generally? uh as a pet yeah i'm more i if you had asked me 20 years ago i would have said dogs but i think uh cats i'm i moved on to cats from from dogs okay i don't like that all right matt <laughs> what's your favorite movie animal shoot us an email at feedback at the first run.com what's coming up next week uh we are catching up with creed three and a film that i thought i was going to get away without watching <laughs> women talking there is but uh there is another theatrical release coming out next week actually i wanted to see as well as creed 3 and uh, i am uh blanking since we i don't know if we're going to break 45 minutes on this show matt i'm going to look it up real fast and then see what i can find there do it so do it do it gonna do it do it do it you know marlo is kind of oh the operation fortune ruse de gua the uh, new guy ritchie movie is oh, okay. coming. I don't know if you saw the trailer for that. I have not seen the trailer. It looks for that, kind no. of fun, but I think we got to do uh, Creed Three is what we have to do, and then uh, yeah, yeah. All right. In the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, do a search for the first run. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Eventually, you will find us. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. It help other people find the show. And um, do I say anything else? I think that's about it, right? We just recorded our uh, uh, screen or an episode of Big Trouble in Little China, which was a blast with uh, um, Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews. Mm, okay. And then uh, coming up next is uh, Prince of Darkness, which I have rewatched. And I want to, now i got to watch it with the commentary. 
And I realized something, and I'll mention this during the show then. I have not actually sat and watched Prince of Darkness in a very long time. Yeah. It's been a background movie for me three or four times in the last five, ten years. But I have not focused on it in a very long time. So, Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I am, of course, looking forward to your episodes on They Live in, in the Mouth of Madness. And I've never seen The Ward, so I'm very curious to hear what you have to say i haven't either i picked it up on blu-ray for like four bucks so uh we'll have to see how that shakes out and then uh for uh prince of darkness jeff from films films at home actually will be joining us who's kind of a you know he's got a pretty big audience so we're very excited to have him so uh that's it in the meantime matt let's go ahead take an extended break we all love you all very much take care of yourselves we'll see you soon Get off my plane.